switched on on F104 and I'm joined by YouTuber Daniel Fee. Hello. Hello, how are you? Very good. Thank you so much for chatting to me. It's my pleasure. Now I'm anxious. We were talking a little bit, you know, off yeah. air, but now that you've done the introduction, my palms are sweating. <laughs> I, I feel like I have to be on my best behavior. Nothing to be worried about. You talk to the big stars in film, don't you? Yeah. Uh, so for anyone who doesn't know, you're probably thinking, what's that guy doing on the radio? Uh, I have a YouTube channel where I interview filmmakers and comic book creators. Um, but for the last year, I've gotten to interview like some of my filmmaking heroes, people from all over the world, uh, you know, people, filmmakers from America and, you know, Europe and England and Ireland. And I also get to chat with actors and stuff like that. But yeah, I've had my channel for the last few years and I just love doing it. You started doing it at 12. What brought you into doing that? Why did you want to do it? Yeah, that's crazy. Someone said to me, you started doing this when you were 12. I was like, did I? Did I start doing it when I was 12? And I, like I was checking it. It turns out it was. I think I started my channel um a lot of my friends at this time, you know, this was, everyone was starting channels, you know, yeah. that was the thing, everyone wanted to be like a famous YouTuber, because we all heard we could make money off it, and we were like, oh, so Let's all we have it. to do is like film things, and we get paid for it, that sounds handy, it's not that easy, uh, but, you know, we all just started making, you know, videos, I, I think I did some with my sister, you know, like just, com we were trying to make comedy skits and all that, mm -hmm. and uh you know, I think everyone else kind of stopped and then I got into comic books and I kept going. I started interviewing comic book creators because um, I, I had known a few already just through doing reviews. And then after I was interviewing comic book creators, I was like, I'd love to interview filmmakers because film is something that's really special to me and my family. So I started sending out messages to filmmakers and that's kind of where it all kind of kicked off. And some of the filmmakers I've gotten to chat with, like, it's all been, it's all been, a, it's been an insane journey, but like I've loved every minute of it. But yeah, I've been, I've been doing this. I, I'm like a seasoned old man at <laughs> interviews. Tell me about your love of film. When did that start? Must have been much younger. Yeah, of course. Um, well, if you've seen the RTE story, both my parents are deaf, my mother Donna and my father Simon. So I grew up in a house, you know, where we could all kind of connect over that visual medium of film. And my dad, you know, he grew up loving film. He grew up in the countryside. So, you know, whatever he could get his hands on, like he grew up in Leitrim, which is the countryside, countryside. So he would get his hands on like VHSs of E.T. or Star Wars and stuff like that. And he passed that down onto me. But no, I grew up in a house where we would watch every type of film, you know, even if it, it didn't even have to be in English, you know, because it was subtitles. Every film we watched had subtitles. So I was watching, you know, our house, French and German films when I was young. And, Excellent. you know, I just grew up in a house kind of surrounded by film. And I think that's what fuels my love for film. To this day. And it's unbelievable as well because the different countries that you go to with film, it's so different as well. Even though it's such a communal thing for people to watch and be involved in, it's so different depending on what country it's from. Yeah, you're totally right. And it's fascinating. I was just interviewing uh, Ruben Ostlund, who's a Swedish filmmaker. Uh, he, was, he, was, he was nominated for an Oscar just last year with Triangle of Sadness. And it was actually fascinating to hear him talk about his how he makes films, like the actual process of constructing a film, because it's so different from how, you know, they do it in America. And it's so different to how they do it here. So not only is it kind of different viewing experiences, but it is also different in the construction of the actual films. But it, yeah, you're, to you're totally right there about how films are kind of constructed in Ireland. I know a little bit about how they make films in Ireland just through talking with people. And yeah. it's like a whole different thing from how they do it in America, like in America, it's it's impossible to make a film with, you know, a million dollars. Like, that would be considered a low-budget film. But here in Ireland, if you get a million dollars, like a million euro, like you're flying it, like that's you sorted. It's a huge so it's amount. Interesting. Yeah, it really yeah. is. And I suppose this is where you get to delve into it with all the directors and the different people that you get to talk to. Talk to me about Joe Russo, because you got to talk to him. So he's the director of Avengers, Infinity War and Endgame. 
Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know, Joe Russo, uh, the Russo brothers, uh, that's their names. They, they're the directors of Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity War. They did The Grey Man uh, with Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans, which came out on Netflix. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're filmmakers who I hugely admire. But so I've had my channel for a while and I, I kind of have these bucket lists of filmmakers I want to interview. You know, there'd be Martin Scorsese, Spielberg and stuff like that. And then, of course, Joe Russo was always on that list because he directed Avengers Endgame. I mm-hmm. don't know if you remember, but when Endgame came out in Ireland, it was like a phenomenon. Like everyone was going to go see it. People were seeing it twice and stuff like that. So that's been a film that's always been hugely special to me because I remember the connection I had watching a film like that, which is as big as it is. You know, it's a very huge type of film, especially watching it in a cinema. Mm-hmm. So the Russo brothers were always a dream interview of mine. And um, I remember I was talking to my mother and it was like the junior certs were coming up and I was like, you know what? I won't do any interviews for the junior cert. I'll study and stuff like that. And then Joe Russo replied out of nowhere. He was like, I'd love to do an interview. So I was like, never mind. Scratch that. I'm doing an interview with Joe <laughs> I was Russo. lying. Don't mind me. Yeah, I was like, I had my fingers crossed. I'm interviewing Joe Russo. Uh, and then I got to interview Joe Russo and it, it got pushed back a little bit, but he was so kind and like, no, no, we'll get this. Because sometimes I'll interview people and it'll mm-hmm. be like, yeah, I'm so busy. Message me again in a few months. And it's like, we'll never actually get anywhere with it. But Joe was very much like, no, no, we'll get this done. And then I got to interview him and I, I was so nervous. Nowadays, I don't really get nervous for interviews unless it's a big one. Mm-hmm. And for Joe, I was so nervous. And um, But I got to interview Joe and I talked to him for 40 minutes and then at the end, he was saying, yeah, man, it, it, look, it's been great chatting with you. So we were just thinking it'd be really cool if we could fly you out to L.A. and have yeah. you shadow me on set and see what it's like to be a filmmaker. And like we had been joking throughout the whole interview. So I was like laughing like, yeah, yeah, man, that'd be mad. And I was kind of going along because I thought he was joking. So I was kind of going along with the joke. Yeah. And then then he kind of he just kept talking. And I was like, oh, maybe he's not joking. <laughs> and I think you can see my face drop because I don't want to be the dope that's sitting there like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. When, you know, I'm going. Joking. Yeah, yeah. And you, you can you can kind of see where my face drops and, you can, and I, I kind of realize he's serious. And it was like, I, I was speechless. Um, and, you know, like even after I started tearing up because I just couldn't believe that he had actually said it. Yeah. Like he is one of the biggest filmmakers in the world right now. And the fact that he, you know, he'd, let, he'd, he'd make that offer to a nobody from Dublin. It, and it, and then he even he put me up on his Instagram afterwards. And, it, it, you know, it's been a whirlwind, like even just having my channel for a while, truly. And it, it probably sounds silly, but I never imagined anything like that would happen. And that sounds like, yeah, of course he's going to say that. But really, like it it was just a whirlwind and I, like I think about like looking back on it I still kind of can't believe it, it hasn't kind of sunk in yet mm-hmm. and obviously with the strike and stuff nothing has happened yet but hopefully you'll get over there yeah it, yeah funny enough with the strikes it, like I messaged it was Joe's birthday a few months ago and I sent him an email just being like happy birthday hope you have a good day and he was like oh yeah and he, he like on his birthday like oh yeah yeah thanks very much man don't worry we're still going to get you over we're oh. working it all out so even on his birthday he was working hard, which was insane. But the strikes have, um, I think they've, they're in the process they of are. actually ending. You know, I think they've reached a fair settlement, which is amazing for the WGA, um, which is fantastic because the writers kind of deserve what they're asking for. I don't think you're asking for anything too ridiculous. Um, no. But the, the strikes are actually in the process of being settled. I think they're just waiting until Tuesday so they can actually actually sort it out but mm-hmm. it, it's looking good now so I think everything's kind of being pushed back but Joe has been very kind and let me know like no no this is still going ahead and with the writer strike it's like it's unfortunate but the strikes are actually so important that I'm actually like I'm not too 
not too bothered by it. Like these strikes, I think need to happen just for mm-hmm. kind of the state of Hollywood right now. So I, I'm I'm happy to wait, but it, it's yeah, it's been amazing. Oh, what a lovely thing! And it's lovely for him to remember as well when when you got onto him too, because sometimes they can avoid the question if they don't really want to do it. <laughs> 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 but that's amazing. So they will sort it out for you. Who has been your favorite person to chat to? God, that's like uh, I I think I've done. Someone has asked me how many interviews have you done. And I only realized actually once I sat down, I think I've done about 150 interviews. Wow. Now, which is, yeah. Well, yeah. Wow. Wow. Right. <laughs> I, like I was looking at that. I was like, how did I do that money? But they're all so special. Uh, the Joe Russo one, if I had to pick out one, I'd say mm, that's probably my favorite one for mm-hmm. no particular reason. It was probably the <laughs> LA invite that helped out. But the Joe Russo one is one that's that's special to me. Um, chatting with Irish lads has been very special for me, just Irish filmmakers. Yeah. That's only something I've actually kind of gotten into in the last few months. But I think filmmaking to me, I always kind of consider it to be so like you have to be in Hollywood, you have to be from America. But interviewing Irish lads, Mo Dunford, who's a it was an actor from here in Ireland, he's a amazing like he's been so nice. But getting to interview Mo was huge and he's a dear mate of mine. I got to go to the IFTIS, nice. uh, the Irish Film and Television Awards, for anyone who doesn't know. And I was I did twenty interviews in the one night. You know, it's like you're on the red carpet, and you're like, Hey, would you have time for a chat? I'm only young and cute. Come over here and have a chat with me. I'm only little, I'm only little. And so I did twenty interviews in that night and I was dragging them all over. Interviewing Colin Farrell was uh, amazing. Colin Farrell's uh, I know Colin Farrell's brother in law, he's actually a director. And so he sent my channel to Colin and uh, Mark Stephen Johnson, who directs Daredevil. He's a lovely, lovely guy. Mm-hmm. He sent my channel to Colin and Colin actually got me put onto the red carpet for Banshees, oh, nice. which was that was hugely special. Uh, Christopher McQuarrie, who directs Mission Impossible. And um, I got to chat with him for like two hours talking about film, uh, which was amazing. He's a personal hero of mine. But it's like all the filmmakers I've gone to chat with. Eric Jenderson as well recently. It, it's been like it's been a whirlwind. I don't take any of it for granted mm-hmm. because if anyone lets me interview them, they're not gaining anything from it. You know, it's not like, you know, they're if they're letting me chat with them, it's because I think they love film and they're just doing out of kindness of their own heart. Yeah. But yeah, I've, it, it's all been amazing. But I think if I had to pick one, probably the Joe Russo one, that's in a good place right now. And would you like to stay in the film industry? Oh, 100%. I, I want to die with a camera in my hands. That's the dream scenario, you know, like wheel me around 90 years old on a film set. Like that's, to me, that that's the dream scenario. Like I love film. It's uh, that's what I'm gonna do. You know, I, like yeah. I don't think there's any two ways about it. I'm going to work in film. Uh, I'm working on some on some stuff for now. Hopefully, that get done within the next few months, which would be pretty cool. And I was even talking to uh, Mark O'Connor, who directs Cardboard Gangsters, and he was even offering me like just I could shadow him a little bit and see how he works. So it's like all these opportunities, mm-hmm. they're amazing. I'm gonna try and take as many of them as I can, just to spend time on set. To me, is like it's the greatest thing in the world. So yeah. 100% filmmaking is what I plan to do for the rest of my life. Where can people check out your interviews? My interviews, I'm on YouTube at Daniel Fee 33, D A N I E L space F E E 33. Uh, I'm also on Instagram, Daniel Fee 33, Twitter as well. But yeah, that's where I do my interviews. Excellent. Daniel Fee, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us. Oh, I can relax. Thank you, Louise. It's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure. I'm so honored to come on. Thank you so much. Come on.